previously on The Forge. Both Nariel and Rayla, you two have kind of experienced these people being resurrected in this strange resurrection chamber. But I'd like to go take a nap. Oh, I understand. So you're looking for for your new home. She's this huge, hulking half-orc, um, and she has these pointy tusks. For a half-orc, she's she's pretty. Um, except for there's one thing that might throw you off a little bit. On her shoulder, she has this little hairy tarantula. All right, Sinissa hands you the deed to the house. Did you need a guide to your new home, or...? No, I think we should be fine. She received this strange scroll from the uh, from the Fjallheim Mountains and left in a rush. Yeah, plus if there's anything left in my house, we can grab it. Like those booty shorts. Like those booty shorts, we need them. And then as you look closer and closer at those footprints, you do see this tiny scrap of paper. Nyx, I have your brother. Recently, one of our our newer adventurers received a note. So the Fjallheim Mountains were abandoned, I guess? Any Any person who has attempted to travel there has died. Okay, so I've written this campaign guide in a way that would account for your travels. Brittany hates traveling. So um, I wanted to check with you guys and see if you're like what your thoughts on traveling were. Like if I should just jump to the location and kind of just explain what happened or if I should actually account for day by day. I guess in my opinion, like if there are like meaningful places that we come across along the way or if there's reason to think that we would be ambushed or something, like obviously those events would happen. But I feel like it makes sense, like the in-between, like, and we're walking and we're walking. Like, obviously those parts, it makes sense to me to be glazed over. What I really hate is just traveling for traveling's sake. Like, like Dylan was saying, if there's nothing... If there's nothing meaningful that's going to happen on the travel, then there's no point in just, like, fighting two wolves for fun. Like, mm-hmm. eh. Okay. So, basically, the reason why, like, I accounted for this is because a lot of the times in D&D guides, they do it to, they do it to, like, maintain a level of realism. So, obviously, weather is going to change, and there is a chance at encountering a random creature. And because of that, that's why I plan for day-by-day stuff. Because of the area, technically we would be rolling for the weather every single day. So that is something I'm still going to do. But would you guys like me to avoid random encounters and just have us just go straight into what we're doing? I mean, I think so, unless there's something that makes sense and is relevant to us and our journey. Okay, then we left you guys where you were just leaving Aetherhold, you had stepped into the woods and you're taking a direct path to the the Fjallheim Mountains um, rather than following the road and then following the river for an easier trek. So, really quick, um, you guys had a... It was a pretty calm day when you had left and I believe you left in the morning, didn't you? Or was it like around midday? I think it was morning. I think, well, did we decide to wait that night and then leave in the morning? Isn't that what happened or no? When you guys left, what time of day you left? I'm really not sure. I feel like it was um, between morning and midday. Yeah, we talked. I think we talked. I think we went to the High Cleric before we went, or if that was the day before. I can't remember. 
Okay. So we'll uh, we'll assume that you guys left around midday, which means that the weather I'm pretty certain was fairly calm. So you made the first trek um, without any kind of problems. On the second day, it continued to be a pretty clear day, so nothing really happened there either. Um, the nice thing about that is because there was a blizzard, some of the snow was still there from the blizzard, but it's been packed down and melted, um, and you were actually able to follow Nyx's tracks pretty easily, so you guys had no problems keeping track of Nyx. Um, third day, there was a light snowfall but nothing to hinder your travels. I do need you guys to roll a quick survival check. I rolled a five. I have a two. Um, nine. Guess who doesn't have a skill in that? Oh yeah, it's me. <laughs> so Rayla has lost Nyx's trail, but um, Benji's superior survival skills, you guys are able to um, keep track. And then also Benji, you're able to actually identify where you are in the region based off of one of the maps that was given to you. I believe by the High Cleric. I'm pretty sure the guy High Cleric gave you guys a map. I think Nissa uh, might have... Okay. Some, I think we have a map. Yeah, that's what I was pretty sure of. Question, can Lux smell her? So Lux does have survival. I'm pretty sure he has two ranks in that. So if you want to roll a survival check for Lux, you can. Yeah, do you want me to check what his survival is, or are you just going to say it's two right now? I'm just going to say it's two right now. Okay. I will write down his stats later. Okay. Now that he does things. Yep. Oh, what is his? Does he have a bonus to... I guess we do need to look it up. Yep, sorry. I can guys. just look it up. Thanks, Brittany. Um, I think it was like a seven. Like a seven? Uh-huh. So plus two. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> we got two sixes over here. Oh my god. Uh, he rolls a 20 survival. Son of a mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lux has no problem smelling um, Nyx, but... Uh, you do see that he has a little bit of, he takes a little bit longer to smell her, um, through the snow, like the snow is maybe washing away her scent a little bit. So in a heavier snowstorm, it will probably get more difficult. Okie doke. Cool. But yeah, guys have no problems. Um, Lux leads the way without any problem. And then, uh, Benji, you know exactly where you guys are in relation to Aetherhold and Melmforg. The ruins between, uh, like the ruins right before you get to the Fjallheim Mountains. Um, and you're like halfway there right now. So you're getting pretty close. On the fourth day, Ew. shit hits the fan. What's up? Oh, God. Paul's excited. Shit hits the fan. And it is everywhere. Oh, gross. We're recording together so I can see the terrifying look, the terrifying look on his face. And he's like, oh, oh, oh everybody's screwed. All right. So really quick. Did you guys have survival gear? I did. <sighs> specify last episode that I have like heavier winter gear because we are in a snowier area. Like clothing? And I have a hood. So clothing? Sure. Do you guys have like tents? I don't know. Do we have tent? Guys, did we bring a tent? Well, I, I picked up like, it was material from the store that I was using partially as a cloak, but I think was that what I used as a tent on my way in? No, that was before. You made an igloo out of tree branches. That was an igloo. That's true. Yeah. No, I just have a cloak. Real padded armor. <laughs> okay, so explain to me. Oh, good job. Good job. All right, so explain to me how you guys have been keeping warm in the night because it is it is still Aetherhold. It's still cold. No matter how warm your weather, like your cold weather gear is, you do need to be doing something to stay warm at night. Um, and I assume with Benji, with your nine survival, you've got a pretty solid track of how to, or a pretty solid grip on how to like build your igloos or shelters or whatever. So I just need mm-hmm. to know what you guys have been building. 
Well, I've been kind of infusing things with fire just to keep warm and melting water to drink and just kind of filling up whatever little igloos we have. Yeah, that. Heat. Sure. Also snuggling Lux. Railer only the snow. There's only enough room for a gnome in here. I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse me? <laughs> We're snuggling. <laughs> sorry, buddy. How many days has it been since we left Aetherhome? All right, so really quick, before I answer your question, um, Dylan, you guys have been traveling through a forest. Like, you encountered a few planes early on, but now that it's day, the beginning of day four, you guys have been a for- in a forest for about two days. Did that answer your question, Dylan? About two days? Yeah, uh, no, you, you guys have... Um, it's, it's the beginning of day four of your travels. Oh, I see, I see. I just have to keep track of my stored object. Can I wild shape into, like... <laughs> A bear or something. All right. So I need to know what shelter you guys are building to stay warm at night. I'm putting like uh, branches that still have like leaves on them up against the side of trees and covering that with a cloak and filling that volume with heated air from my fire aspect. Sounds good. So it's uh, a like cloak, like leather cloak, and then some tree branches. Mm hmm. Dope. What about Rayla and Nariel? Uh, same. Benji, do you help Rayla? <laughs> I know nothing. Okay. <laughs> so you guys have all built one shelter or all in separate shelters where we're leaning branches against trees and then covering it with a cloak? I'll help them build theirs, but I'm keeping mine separate. All right. So Rayla and Nariel are in their own individual little shelters and then benji or you guys are in a shared shelter sorry and then benji in it is in his own shelter off on his own got it wonderful um that is all important which is why i asked the three of you wake up in your own individual shelters no oh, you're, you're in your own separate shelters rayla and nariel are in a shared shelter benji is in his own shelter and you find this like reddish tint on the snow. Like a blood tint or like a glowing airy tint? Like a like a coppery blood like tint to the snow and it's just like on the top layer but you do see it seeping into the into the snowdrifts. Okay. And this is in the morning we find this? Yeah. Or okay. Cool. Oh my god, Maddie, you're fired. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Do you know how many? Do you know how many burps I've muted? I feel like I should just make a compilation of Madeline burps <laughs> oh, and then just make it. One, God, that one was Dylan. <laughs> I would have burped then if I could. I got your back. Can we follow? Is there like a trail, or is it just like a independent? It's splattered, and then it, is that it? It's like you look outside, and the entirety of the snow is covered in this. Like not at just outside your area. It's like all the snow in the forest and it's actually dripping off the leaves as well and as you look out of your shelter and look up you see that there's this rain falling not snow it's rain and it actually is like splattering on the snow and causing this coloration on the snow should i cast detect magic is it magical uh you could or somebody could roll a nature check yeah you do that that's your alley i'm on it holy shit fuck off Uh, let it be known that all of the sixes and junk that I've rolled in the last few episodes that uh, I'm sure people are feeling skeptical about are 100% authentic. 
Uh, 25. 25. Good Lord. You know it's it's rusting rains. What that means, it's a it's a etheric storm. So yes, Rayla, technically it is magical. But it comes from the ethereal presence in the world, not from somebody casting like a form or something. What this does is if you are caught out in the rusting rains with, without shelter or anything, it actually eats away at any metal equipment you might have. So if you guys were in a metal shelter, it would actually slowly corrode that metal shelter. And by slowly, I mean by each hour, it deals an, ex- it deals an extra or like some amount of damage to that metal structure or to that gear. Like to make sure all my daggers are sheathed? Yeah, definitely. They're all sheathed. I yell across whatever gap there is between our shelter and Benji's shelter. And I tell him, you know, even you weren't, even though you weren't willing to share a shelter with us, I'm going to share this knowledge with you because I care about you as a person and I'm not a douche. I'm and then you share eyes. that knowledge with him. And then I share, <laughs> and then I share that knowledge with him. Yes. And I suggest that maybe we should either make sure all of our gear is protected um, or uh, stay inside until it stops. Oh, also, I'd like to collect some of this in a vial, please. Do you have a vial? Uh, I have like basic adventuring gear. Sure. Does that include a vial? Sure. All right, go ahead. Um, what? What uh, are you just doing it with your hands? I was just gonna hold the vial out in You're the just- rain and <laughs> like. Well, I'm I'm gonna do the smart thing and cast store. Sounds like a plan. Guess what? I don't have that. So you're going to... So, um, Benji, are you going to be casting store in the air around the rain, or are you going to be gathering some of the snow that has this rusting rain around it? Mm. Or, or, like, seeped into it? Uh, some of the snow. That sounds like a good plan. And then it's it's just cast and you have a etheric bottle? Yes, but I need to... Uh, let me find it again. There's I need to roll to determine how long... Sounds good. While you're doing that, I'm going to deal with Nariel letting her hand just get drenched in this. I'm not wearing any metal. You're right, you're not. Which is why I'd like for you to roll an endurance check. Can can you wait? I'm trying to write down my vial full of rusting rain. Sorry, I was on the wrong page. You're good. No worries. Brittany's writing down this vial full of rusting rain. It took you an hour to gather that much rain. Oh, that's dumb. Is it diluted if it's in the snow? No. Oh, then I'm going to do that. All right, great. You still need to roll an endurance check. Okay, fine. Uh, 12. Nice. Your, um, the difficulty was actually 12, so congratulations. Woohoo! So yeah, you're fine. You don't, you just, you scoop up this vial full of, full of rusted rain snow, and now you have a vial full of rusted rain snow. Um. And I cap it very tightly, and I put it away. Sounds good. So if that's imbuement, and I have two rank in imbuement, do I do two extra dice to determine the duration? Not extra. Just two. Oh, just two dice. Total. Oh, because it says duration 1d6 plus reason mod. Then no, it's just 1d6 plus your reason mod. Um, I think my store will last for six days then. Okay, sounds good. You've got it good for six days. How long do you guys want to wait to see how, if this storm is going to pass? Um, uh, will the rain... Will, does it typically last the entire day? or? You guys don't know. I guess with a na- another, another nature check, you could maybe guess... 11. All right, it's probably going to be done in like between two and five hours. I say we push through it as long as we're not exposing any metal. I mean, it doesn't hurt us otherwise, correct? Um, Well, I did did have to roll an endurance check. Yeah. Oh. Against it. So maybe we should. Also, I wear Mithril armor. (laughs) 
Also, armoire. Armoire. I wear mithril armoire. It's no. a big dresser. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it on and then I'm safe in there. Sometimes it takes I me to the right of areas. That's how oh I became to be um, here. I don't know if Paul's going to be shitty and it's going to be like Magneto where the iron in your blood counts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know them oh plan. Oh my god. Is there any aspect that in combination with phase would allow us to walk through it? Phase water or phase <laughs> ice, yeah. I don't have ice. Is there water? <laughs> That's my last character. Uh, it's ice. <laughs> okay. Does anyone yeah, have and ice? I don't have phase either. I don't have phase or ice. I have phase, <laughs> but I don't have ice. No, I have... Phase death, quick. I have the life aspect, anyway, that's it. Yeah, I have electric. So yeah, I think we should maybe just hang. I'm okay with that. Sounds good. Um, you guys hang out for three hours, and that's when the storm finally passes. And then um, instead of it being rusting rains, you guys just get this kind of freezing rainfall. So it's still wet, but it's like turning solid. It's just uncomfortable to walk through, but you're able to. Um, and with this freezing rain that comes down, it actually washes away some of the rusting rain. Um, there are still snow drifts of it, so you'll want to be careful of those unless you want to walk into it and see what happens. I don't know. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like you guys are good. How green is the forest that we're in? Um, it's a coniferous forest, so it's all pine needles and stuff. Just because you guys are up north in the like colder areas of coil. So it's green, but it's like that, like that really, really deep, sometimes grayish green. I think I want to plant my the flower that I cut from the flower from the grove here. Didn't you plant that last episode? He also like did I duplicated it? Did you duplicate? Oh, it? well, yeah, I, I planted it somewhere right. and took a cutting. That's right. Okay, yeah, go for it. So I'm gonna plant that right here, right now. All right, so sounds good. You actually um, you plant it and. It immediately begins to like take root and start growing some more. Um, you get this little tiny flower, and around the flower, the snow begins to melt, and the uh, rusting rain snow drifts uh, around it start to disappear. It's just like in a little little tiny area, maybe a meter um, in circumference. But um, this excites me. I would like to roll a nature check on the the flower that he just planted. Okay, you can roll a nature check. I'm gonna tell her to stop looking at it. I'm going to look more intensely at it and roll two ones. So that means I roll. Look away. An eight. You got an eight? Um, It's magical. Can I have some? Who are you asking? You. I don't think I'm the person who gets to decide that. You. I'm asking you. You don't get to ask me. I roll a three stealth to try to take a cutting of the flower. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm like watching her like a hawk. Benji, what's your... Do you have perception? Yes, I do. What's your reason modifier? Um, three. All right, you spot her. Uh. <clears throat> she goes and tries to take a cutting, and you see her doing this. What do you do? I slap her hand, and she's going to need to persuade me. I'm I'm a druid. I know how to take care of this thing. Plus, we should be spreading it. If we can, we should be spreading it to other places. For the record, I don't know that he took a cutting of it last time. Was that actually a, a, a persuade, or are you going oh, to just persuade? Am I re- am I rolling? There's a charm that you can use. Charm check. Oh, I have one in that. Yeah. I roll a three. What is that against? Uh, that would be against probably your... Uh, I mean, it's your call. That's the probably, probably going to be... I guess that would actually be will, wouldn't it? I don't know. Well, I have a will of four, but I think that that was actually some pretty fair reasoning. 
And I so. think it'd be actually what your character would consider. And seeing as how you want to spread this, like Nariel's mm-hmm. views align with you a little bit on this one. Yeah. So I think um, without a word, I'm going to take a cutting out of, of it myself um, and cast store on it and give it to her. All right, Dylan, how long did that last? Um, so that store will last for 11 days. Dang. So yeah, you've got that clipping um, stored ethereally, ethereally um, for seven days. Or 11 days, sorry. Cool. Um, so yeah, three hours passes, you plant this thing, and then it's just like freezing raining. Uh, but you guys are able to keep going. Lux actually picks up the scent, the scent pretty easily. So you guys have no problem heading in the, re- in the right direction. You guys are getting really, really close to the Fjallheim Mountains at this point. Like they're towering over you. You've got probably about a day left, and you can see some of the... Um, remnants of like an old road or something as you're walking around traveling to Melmford. Um, but the craziest thing is that even though the storm has mostly passed and all you have is rain, it's like gray clouds around you, but above Salak Peak, the tallest peak of the Fjallheim, um, you see this raging storm cloud. Radiating from it, it seems like more powerful storms or whatever are raging around that as well. So... It'll be something you'll need to be aware of and keep an eye on. But you guys make shelter again. Um, the trees are beginning to thin like they were probably cut down recently. And by recently, I mean a while ago. Like Some of the bigger trees are gone. Um, and you're left with a few younger trees, maybe a few decades old, a few saplings. Um, so it's a little bit of a thinner forest. But you make your, your shelters easily enough. And then... Some more shit hits the fan. Nah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I assume you guys made the same kind of shelters as last time? Yes. Yes. Perfect. You guys wake up and that freezing rain that you encountered um is continuing. So it's it's like still sleeting a little bit, but there is a definite grayish blackish tint to this sleet as it piles onto the snow and begins to create these little drifts against your shelters. Yikes. Is that corruption? Uh, you have no idea. Nature Unless, check? Yeah, sure, nature, nature yeah, check. Yeah, I can't. I cannot make a nature check. Ironically. I can make it, but I, yeah, I, I can't make one, but I trust Nariel more than I do myself. I think she has two. Eleven. Eleven? All right, you know that it's death sleet? Oh. Um, so it's probably a safe assumption that if you touch it, you take death damage, but that's about all you know. And I should have waited to plant that flower until just now. Why should you have waited? I'm confused. I don't know, because it would have, like, cleansed the area, kind of. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so we should not go out in this. Nope. Thoughts? Um. Yes, but also I have an idea. I don't know if it's going to work, though. Ideas okay. are good. An idea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this would work. So I was wondering if I could like cast kind of like a ray above us of of life, and would it go through it? Or no, it would go through it, wouldn't it? it would you mean like us. an umbrella made of life? Y- yeah, like an <laughs> umbrella made of life. You could try like a life mist, maybe. I don't have. I don't have mist. I only have. What about light? Life light? And just if we're within the light? 
I I only have Bolt Meteor Warp Ray Detect Friends app. I was just trying to go with what I could do. Could I cast Wall? Life mm-hmm. Wall? Would the Death Rain still come through it? Or Death Sleet? Um, probably not. But you'd have to explain to me how you're making that work. Yeah, how are we going to move the wall? Well, uh, <laughs> we wouldn't. <laughs> we, we wouldn't. I think we just gotta wait this one out. Yeah, I don't think we should go through it. Fine. Alright, so you guys wait four hours, and then it stops. And in its place, you just get that regular old, regular sleet, freezing rain that washes away a little bit of this, but since this was actually, since this was actually like accumulating sleet, uh, it doesn't wash away as much, so there are larger snowdrifts that you'll have to avoid. Um, but fortunately you are really close to the ruins of Malmforg. It only takes you about another six hours to get there. By then it's almost sunset. You guys can see, but it like it's, it's dusk, but the cloud cover makes it kind of a twilight. So it's a, it's a little bit low light, not as, not dark yet, but close. Um, the ruins of Malmforg are filled with half-built, half-rotted buildings. It is a complete ghost town. Um, the village was clearly in the midst of a developmental rush, with incomplete stone foundations on the outer rim of the village and paved streets leading toward the center of town, directly up to the foundation and frame of what would have been the Order's local church. The frame and walls of many of the buildings around Malmforg are still standing. The thatched roofs have long rotted or burned away. Old scorch marks can be spotted on the cobblestone pathway and stone buildings where flames licked at the masonry. You guys are super close to... You're super close to the Fjallheim Mountains now. Um, you guys are actually... It's actually like built on the slope, on one of the uh, lesser grade slopes of this mountain. Um, and in this village, there's actually like a clear path and a clear street you can actually see the road up to the Fjallheim mountains all right so like i was saying it is dusk it is getting dark um there are several more solid buildings than not those are going to be in the more cobblestone roaded areas um where the like frame of the should have been church was built you also have this large more than likely some like lord or royal's mansion you can tell that there's the remnants of a forge through a chimney and the anvil that you can see through um, some of the rubble, ro- the rubbled walls. And then there's a, one other like square-ish cobblestone building next to that. What's the plan here, guys? We die. Well, we might as well loot the place on the way out. That is likely to involve ghosts. I don't like that. I say we just hunker down in a semi-solid building and wait for morning. I say we go find the general store and see if we can find any leftover goods. I mean, it might be a good time. We should plant your flower. Ooh, in the forge. Sure. Sure. All sure. that ash. That's fair. Um, first, you wanted to go check out the general store? Yes, please. All right. Um, you guys make th- make your way through the ruined like homes and shacks and buildings of this um, basically shanty town. It was it was a rapidly built village. 
um, designed to haul meteoric ore from the mountain to Aetherhold and then beyond. So the the buildings are not they're like kind of uh, prefabric prefabricated homes. Like all the homes look the same. And then you got your like Lord's Manor or whatever. Um, and of course the general store, that one's going to be actually right across the like main path from the ore road, the road that leads to the Fjallheim mountains. The Lord's Manor probably has some good stuff too. Really quick. I'm going to read this bit about the general store. Um, across the street from the ore road sits the remains of the old general store. Though the wilderness has quickly and efficiently begun reclaiming the old crumbling building Evidence of what had happened in Malmforg is still preserved within the roofless walls of this stone building. In front of the front entrance to the store, a hole that seems to have originated from some sort of eruption has been filled in with time, weather, and erosion. But the scar on the stone floor of the store remains. Numerous deep claw marks are easily spotted along the rim of the emergence hole. Oh. Clearly, something clawed its way out from the earth below. Oh, yolks. Uh, bye. <laughs> I evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Alright, so maybe we should go plant that flower first before we don't get the chance to. So you want to go to the forge to plant the flower? Yes, please. Wonderful. You make your way over to the abandoned forge. Um, really quick, anybody who would like to could roll a perception check. I got a whole whopping five. What do you add to that? Seven. Re- reason. Oh. Um, ten. The highest was ten. You hear nothing. You see nothing. Oh my god! It's a it's a it's a stone area. You do so. It's like it's all it's all cobblestone. There's a well in the middle of the square. You don't hear the sound of like water or whatever from the aquifer below where the well was like dug. You also do notice that um like the arch that held the bucket um has been completely destroyed. You do see a number of scorch marks around the well and more of those claw marks. If somebody would like to roll a survival check, hint, hint, Benji. I'm on it. Will Lux be helpful? <sighs> um, eight. All right. It, it looks like those footprints kind of go everywhere. Um, those like claw marks. It looks like they just scattered all around the, the center of the square, along with some of those scorch marks. Um, a lot of the times the claw marks are <clears throat> accompanied by scorch marks. It's dragons. 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 Here they be. Here there to be dragons. <laughs> anyway, you guys pass the well. <laughs> He's like, we're we, not we see wrong. all this. We see like the epic like destruction of this town. We're just like, eh, and like keep walking. Yeah, you all say, "Ooh, dragons! Here there be dragons!" And as you're saying this, it echoes through the well, and then you walk past it, heading toward the forge, and you get to the forge. <laughs> and then everyone roll for initiative. No, I'm just <laughs> as a dragon like claws itself out of the well. Like you talking about me, bitch? And I heard you. I heard you oh, were God. talking shit, and I came over to me to shut you without my gun. Are dragons sentient? Yes. Yeah, but you don't know that because nobody's encountered a dragon in centuries. Oh, in town now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. These fucking, people did. Fucking the sleepy dragon of Malmpur, like, why the fuck you in my city trying to plant this weird ass flower? <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that, with that accent and everything. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Maddie like, now voices all the dragons. Yeah. He, he kind of he kind of sings songs. It. He's like, I was having a good sleep, and now you're here. 
Like, he has to roll a performance check every time he does it. He's like Hiram McDaniels, except <sighs> if they were all different dragons. <laughs> a purple dragon emerges. I don't know, guys. This sounds like a bad idea. And like the green head comes out. And he's just like, I will destroy your houses. And just like burns everybody down. Wow, well, I don't know why. why even... <laughs> Shit, you guys figured it all out. Story over. Paul, if you need me to voice a dragon, just holla at me. I will. We'll do that. <laughs> We'll even name it Hala. Hala. Hala the dragon. Valhalla. And not, not Hala like... Hala the elemental dragon. Really quick, as you guys are goofing throughout the village, um, something... <laughs> Valhalla, thank you. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> as you guys are goofing through this village and through this square and your voices are echoing out of the well, there is something that you do notice with all of your perception checks. Uh oh. There's no other sound. Like no, like not the wind or the air or the nature being alive or like crumbling bricks or a babbling brook or anything like that. Nothing. No, you hear your voices echoing out of the well and then it's just like from the wind. From well, the storm. One more time. <laughs> Hope everybody yeah, there we go. Ooh, that was a good one. Dylan Foley over here. Starts whistling it. Man, yeah, that's gonna make some you. solid so about audio that quality. Alright. <laughs> So about that forge, um, one of the first things, um, this was one of the first buildings built after the discovery of meteoric ore within the Fjallheim Mountains. So because of that, um, it has the oldest architecture, the oldest stone, um, and it has a lot of the local stone from the area too. So there's a lot of lichen all over it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, it stands tall despite some of the crumbling walls. A lot of the support beams, so like the uh, pillars and everything, are all standing very strong. This one's for you, Andy. Can I eat the lichen? Oh my. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> you guys approach this building and Nariel walks over and is just like, ooh, look at this. And she scoops. Nope, she doesn't because it's it's lichen. It sticks to the wall pretty solid. She starts picking it with it a off. fingernail. And she's like, you guys think if I can eat this? And it echoes through the well some more. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh now we've God. wasted a good three minutes in game. Um, we're going to continue admiring the rest of this forge. A whole lot of plant growth has started to grow around this forge. So you've got a lot of trees, some bushes, um, some vines have started spreading in there. Um, the roof cr- crumbled away decades ago, um, and once you guys walk inside, it's getting really, really dark. So with the sun nearly set, unless we have a dwarf with us in this party, you guys cannot see what's inside this forge. I'm going to cast light. Brittany has I... an orb that does that. But yeah, we okay. have orbs too. Oh, yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm going to turn on my, my light uh, staff. Benji casts light, and then Rayla and Nariel produce these orbs and they also light up. And I mean, Ray, Nariel's um, orb has been on her staff this whole time, but still, it's just like, oh, look, let there be light. And now this this thing is fucking lit. Let me tell you guys. Lit. Oh, my God. I'd say shove your staff down there so we can see deeper, but I don't think that's a good idea. I'll tell you down where. You guys are in a fucking oh. forge right now. <laughs> Also, that sounded horrible. That sounded just <laughs> disgusting. Just shove your staff, shove your staff down oh, there boy. deep and see what's going on. And the fuck? <laughs> no. The whole point Jesus of this game, this thing, guys. So the whole point of this arc was actually to give this village a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? It's the dragon. <laughs> the 
dragon the dragon mom. The well is the dragon. We did the dragon. The dragon hollow mom of Momford. Momford. Oh boy. I'm just gonna glance over at Nariel and say, "This is probably a good spot." Really quick, I have not yet finished describing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so you all three produce this light, and it shines like a beacon in this absolute darkness that is now this village. Oh, we're so screwed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if anything screams, hey babies, come here. I'm your morning mom, it's this. <laughs> you guys have created this beacon because there's no roof, so it's just like this shining light that's flies into the sky. It's like a spotlight that's hitting the top of the bottom of a storm cloud that is raging above you. And inside, you can see everything. Don't even roll a perception check. It doesn't matter. Um, sorry, inside the forge, you have this brightly lit area. All the walls are um, exposed to this light and you can see all the claw, claw marks and the steel marks from some kind of battle that raged within these walls. Um, the forge itself and the anvil have been unmoved um but they do show signs of the weather there's a pile of raw meteoric ore it is useless to you right now but it could be worth something later i was gonna say it's not worthless after that apprentice gets a hold of it i'm gonna take it all right so fortunately for Brittany, i have not yet created carrying capacity because it's a wheelbarrow worth of like corroded meteoric ore oh i don't think i need all of that all right you just need some of this ore yeah. Okay. So it's completely unrefined. Do you just want to like take enough for your staff? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, somehow you carry that and also keep walking. That's what you guys see in here. Dylan, you said you, that Benji would like to plant this flower? Um, so I don't have the flower, but uh, Nariel has the stored clipping. So I'll just give her a glance and say, this is probably a good spot if you wanted to plant that. I do. Brit, you like throw this thing on the ground. No. I don't know if I throw it. I think that was a little aggressive. All right, so you... Gingerly, uh, tenderly plant it. Okay, so you uncork this this bottle. You open the ethereal bottle that, that Benji created for you. And you take out the flower clipping, which has turned into a full flower at this point. And you plant it in the ground of this forge. There's a few spots of exposed dirt where there is not, like, you know, stone from the floor of the forge. Once again, immediately this flower take, takes root, and you see it start to perk up a little bit with the uh, while obtaining some of the moisture from the ground, and then immediately the dirt actually takes a deeper brown color too, as if it's gaining nutrients from the same thing. Um, and you see little sprouts of like grass, like grass and other plant life coming through the cracks of the cobblestone. Does anything else change immediately about the area? No. Um, I would like to take a cutting of this flower and cast store seven days. How many? Seven days? Sounds good. How many AP have you spent already with store and light? I am down to... Oh, I forgot about my light. Um, is light one? Cast. Oh, well then I'm down to 20. Um, oh. 21. 21. All right, cool. Cool. Sounds good. You guys want to do anything else in this incredibly lit forge? Uh, No. I do want to go check on that mansion, though. As you guys walk through the center of town again, can you roll another perception check, this time with advantage? Unless you're all screaming. If you're all screaming, then you don't get advantage. And in fact, don't even bother rolling. I got a 7. 11. 17. Fuck! She rolled a 6 again. <laughs> Paula's watching me do this. I'm not cheating. 
fucking, like, Nariel zooms in with her eyes, and then Rayla looks up into the sky and is like, yeah, that's light. <laughs> that's the difference between our roles. There are two kinds of people. <laughs> Accurate. Um, the light is actually not as as much of a beacon anymore now that you've left the uh, the forge. Dylan, or Benji's light is still in there, um, unless he, you know... I extinguished that light. Sounds good. So now the only light is coming from Rayla and Nariel. Um, so you now have uh, the center of town pretty well lit, so you can <laughs> see it pretty well. You can see more of the distinguished claw marks and the darkness from the scorch marks as well. And then, um, Nariel, as you pass by the well, you actually do finally hear something. It's this strange chittering sound coming from the depths of the well. Do you tell that to us? Gross. <laughs> I I explain what's happening to the other two so that I hear this chittering and that it's probably gross. Um, oh, okay, as, um, but oh. hold on, sorry. Uh, as she says this, I would like to detect magic. Sounds good. Um, it's going to last for two minutes. Not very what's long. What's the range on that guy? Isn't it 20 feet just automatically? 20 meters. 20 meters. My bad. Sorry. You don't roll for... No, not with not with the tech magic. Okay. Because it's just a range. You just like to tech magic within a Hold on, let me look. What really aspects do you guys have? Electric. I'm working towards my elemental aspects right now. I want to collapse this well. <laughs> I mean, whatever is chittering down there is probably what crawled out from the earth in the other places we've been, so that might I not be super effective. As well. Okay. I don't know how. <laughs> I just wanted to sound cool saying it, but I don't have a plan. <laughs> I mean, you have bombs, don't you? They're not ex- They're not like explosive, like detonating bombs. It's like uh, sonic force, and then I think some like gas bombs or something. Um, I mean, these I are, have breaking actually- bomb and sunburst. Let me check those out again. You um, don't detect any magic other than the faint traces of magic from Nariel's bag and from the meteoric ore that was in the forge. How? What is the diameter of the well? Um, it's it's two meters mm. by two meters, basically, but in a circle. How intact is this well? So, like, it's not great from decades of weather and um, erosion. Some of the edges of the well have started to collapse into the well. Um, a lot of the cobblestone has actually broken down from the heavy weather from the even from like around, around the rim. You've got the cobblestone from this uh, town center, and that is even actually beginning to deteriorate with the heavy weather. Um, you guys experience some of the crazy storms that occur in this area. They're more likely to occur, occur this close to the Fjellheim Mountains, so it's like worse and worse. And then with an area that is exposed. Um, to the well, it's like, um, and like exposed ground and everything. It's actually worse and worse. So, so here's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm going to take my breaking bomb with its sonic damage and cast discharge with fire on it. Okay. So that when it explodes, it's doing the sonic and fire or what I need to do infuse for that. No discharge would work. Um, discharge is going to be. The kind of damage that you guys do to your own bomb, though. Oh, so we gotta, like, <laughs> blow fire. 
Well, no, what you, what you could do is you could, like, punch your bomb a whole bunch until discharge went off, and then it would deal fire damage and its sonic damage, but it would be, like, the fire damage would be based off of how much damage you dealt to your own bomb. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Everybody, let's play a game of Punch Dylan's Bomb. Hmm. A new kind of hot potato. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the best way to do this, then. I really, honestly, I really like the idea of you guys, like, if you just, like, putting this bomb, like, throwing it into the center of the well mm-hmm. and then having it explode, uh, even without the fire, I think that the bomb by itself would be really cool. Yeah, I'm going to throw one in. If you wanted to cast Discharge on it, you could always chuck it really hard against the inside of the well, That's and fair. that could do damage to it. I do have throwing as a skill. Yeah, I have I have two rank and thrown. Um... You know what, why not? I'll do... Man, it'd be great if I could get whatever it is down there to, like, swallow it and then have it go off, but... You're already putting it up the dragon's ass And it's probably, like, multiple things, so having one thing swallow it's probably not gonna do it. Okay. Um, so then I'm going to cast Discharge on it, on my Breaking Bomb, with the fire aspect, and then... I am going to chuck it as hard as I can. Um, kind of, Do I want to cast, like, throw it straight down and have the damage from the fall count towards it, or just have it ping off the sides? I kind of want to just throw it straight down. I feel like if it pings off the sides, it'll, like, ping, and then to some degree bounce and maybe ping off it multiple times. All right, so you, you, th- uh, you throw this bomb. At the edge of the well. And I don't know if... Do I need to uh, roll for throne? Yeah, go ahead and roll roll for throne. Seven. Alright, you successfully hit the inside wall of the well. Um, So here's the thing that I guess I failed to describe these as. These are kind of jars. So that the idea is that when they break, that's what causes the... the Oh, shit. So this thing... So it hits the edge of the wall. Uh, I technically need to roll for duration for the number of rounds that discharge will take damage for, I think. Which is seven. Seven rounds. So that's going to be longer than it'll be around for, probably. (laughs) 42 seconds. Oh, shit. Did you want to wait a few seconds before throwing that bomb? Um, you know, that's not a bad idea. If it's going to last 42 seconds, I could wait 30, because then it would still go for 12 seconds. I'm not sure how deep this well is, or where it'll end up in 12 seconds. In 12 seconds, that's a long time to fall, actually. I'm going to wait... You said 42 seconds? Yep. I'm going to wait 37 seconds and then throw it. Okay, so you'll wait 37 seconds and throw it. That'll probably give it like two or three seconds to fall. So you you throw this breaking bomb. It cracks against the first inside wall, um, and you hear it clink off, and then it bounces off and clinks off the other inside wall. And then it falls... Well, actually, no, that's not what happens. Sorry. It clinks on the first inside wall, then it clinks against the second one, and you hear this just sonic boom echo from outside of the, uh, or from the mouth of the well as 
the breaking bomb completely shatters and releases its um, sonic force. Dylan, would you like to deal the damage dealt to the well? Uh, you want me to roll for that? Yep. Okay. Uh, let me go look at the 14 sonic damage. Alright, so this eruption of sound just echoes through the well and you guys watch as you just see this like dust cloud um, come out of the mouth of the well and then the edges of the well start to shift inward and start to crumble as the interior supports just fall apart. They're they're like century or they're they're decades old but have suffered some extreme weathering and this sonic force was enough to crumble it. Um, so you see the well begin to collapse on itself. And then two seconds later, you hear another kind of boom and this flaming light erupt from the well as, as well. Um, haha, I meant to do that. No, I didn't. <laughs> God damn. Um, as the shell fragments of that bomb discharge from the damage that was dealt to those by the bomb's explosion. Oh, does that make sense? Yes. I see with the discharge, the damage that that does is the damage that it took from being thrown yeah. or whatever it, I see. Um, so how much damage so that damage did it? It's like a fourth of the damage. So it's, it continues to deal damage to the wall. Um, and the well continues to like, just at this point, just, collapse even more rapidly and throughout all of this explosive sound you hear howling silencing howling as as if the the sound was going further and further away from you as if whatever was inside the well had lost its grip on the walls and were falling and you keep hearing it and it fades and fades and fades until you hear nothing. This is the deepest well I've ever like. What is happening? Is this, right is now? this like the the Gandalf and Balrog <laughs> fight where they're just like going all the way down into that aqueduct? <laughs> it's like a comically long fall. Yeah, you just hear him like. Ah! Or aquifer. That's the that, that's the right word. Last, yeah, like, awful. three pages, if it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> um, the well is not completely collapsed, but, like, it, the hole is... Uh, there is no more... There is no longer a well there. There is just a smaller hole, and it's there's no longer, like, any railing to, to prevent anybody from falling into this hole. But you definitely knocked down whatever the heck was in there. I'm going to cast Earth Wall over the top of the... I don't have Earth. <laughs> nope. Well, I'm still... Well, how long does Wall last? Now I have to go find out. Like minutes, maybe? Yeah, listen. Okay. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. When you're third. Yep. Rank D6 <laughs> plus reason minutes. <laughs> anyway, so that's what you did. Um, and now you continue moving here, making your way toward the Lord's Manor or whatever it is. Making our way downtown. Making your way Making downtown. That's right. Surprise! You're already downtown. Walking fast. Here's that howling. Walking faster. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm debating how guilty I feel. 
Probably like negative two. (laughs) Death is meaningless. Well, as as Nariel reassures Benji that death is meaningless, you guys cross the square um, and directly (laughs) directly across the square from the forge sits the broken and crumbling manor that belonged to the Lord that represented the Order of Malmford while the church was under construction. The roof is entirely eaten away and creeping vines have crawled over the walls. You guys walk in through either the, the front door if you want, or there are numerous holes in the wall. Like, this was old wood and, and stone, so it's all rotted and overgrown. Um, but as you walk into the the main foyer of this manor, you see that all that remains of the interior are old, rotted support columns and a set of stairs leading to a small loft. You can tell that that floor is also rotted away, as it was also made of... Um, like thicker wood but still wood so this heavy weather has continued to eat away at this too there's not really much left but you do see thanks to nariel and rayla's light that there is um this little display case beneath the loft and it's pretty much intact well i guess i'll go check out that display case sounds good benji you walk over to that display case and you see a crossbow but it's completely rotted away. Oh. Instead, beside it, beside this rotted crossbow, you do find this little case. Um, it's this like long wooden case. Um, it's kind of uh, hexagonal, actually, and it's made of it's made of wood that doesn't appear as weathered. Um, and then metal fittings are on both the top and bottom of the long ends of the case. So maybe like an ironwood or something? Yeah, probably. Get it. I'm I'm not entirely sure what it is. Can I open it? It's a case. Yeah, sure. Get it. Look at it. You you grab the case and you take off one of the top iron fittings and you actually find out this is like a really ornate, intricate wooden quiver almost. Inside you find ten crossbow bolts tipped with meteoric ore. Ooh. Um, at this point, you guys have probably spent about 30 minutes in the town. The sun has completely set. All the light you have is ca- um, is coming from your your light orbs, the lightning from the storm overhead, and uh, some of the like flames that are still remnant within the interior of the well. So let's camp next to the well. Mm, that's, a, that's a bad plan. Bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could camp in here. We could camp in the old church. We could camp in the general store. We could camp next to our flower. That's what I was going to suggest, next to the flower. So that doesn't have a roof or yeah, anything, just so you guys know. Mm. Does, you guys are more than welcome to. I don't care. It has great walls. Does the walls the, are in, incredible. Does the church have a roof? Uh, you haven't been there yet, so you don't know. Let's go to the church and check. Well, Let's go check out Take the church. Take me to church. <laughs> All right. You guys cross the square again, walking past this smoking well. Um, you hear nothing. Um, Guilt. Guilt. <laughs> we hear Benji just like bemusing about like killing this thing. <laughs> Did anyone get its um, name? We only only heard its cries of anguish as it fell several thousands of meters into the depths. Yeah, it's a pretty deep hole. Can can you at least tell me whether 
that was something that was uh, responsible for the death of this town. Um, you could roll a survival check and probably find out. What is that? 13. Actually, that's more than what you needed. Um, as you pass the well, you examine it a little bit more and you notice that all the claw marks actually head out from this direction or from like they all originated from the point of the well. Oh, yeah. Let's not close up the well when that was happening. So, yeah, probably whatever was responsible for destroying this town came from this well. If you want, you can track those tracks, but Mm. I don't know where they'll they'll take you. So (laughs) side quest. Sure. Let's go on an adventure. You end up at the farm. There are some burned bodies. You go back to the church. We're back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do we sorry, get experience sorry, for Owen. that at least? <laughs> more more wow. dead people as usual. Sorry, Uncle Owen. Get out. <laughs> get out. Oh, boy. Anyway, you guys end up at the church after all. It's still under construction, so no, it does not have a roof. But mm. the walls are the most intact of the area. Um, there are still like overgrown vines and everything, but it's, it's the most intact. Do you guys want to go inside? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. So you guys walk through the door because they're, so like I said, these walls are completely intact. There's not a hole that you can walk through. It's just the front. Um, you walk into the door and you see that even though vines and everything have crept in here as well, nothing is breaking through these walls. These walls were designed to protect people's phylacteries. You notice as you're like looking around this, the interior of this church where the pews have been completely destroyed too. There were no pews. What am I saying? where some of the pillars have crumbled away a little bit. You notice it's a lot smaller than the church um, in Aetherhold, so there's no way that it could actually fit the vault on the um, the top floor. Instead, they'd have to do it in a basement. I'm going to search for a basement. All right. Roll perception. Eight. Back behind what was designed to be an altar, there's a uh, spiral staircase that leads into a basement. I would like to go down that staircase. You'll need a light stick. I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah, I'll I cast here. my own light. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wow. Fine. I'll go with still. Um, Dylan, as Benji was exploring the church, um, you did find something interesting. Ooh, I like something interesting. Um, you passed by this old alcove, like this maybe it was supposed to be a closet or something, or a weapon storage or whatever, but the stone around the site shows signs of claw marks not erosion, which you guys are pretty used to. Um, you find the rubble of like what was probably once this closet's ceiling, um, and it's collapsed on top of a broken skeleton. Um, the bones have whitened with time, but you could roll a heel check on it if you wanted to investigate it a little bit further. Um, let me see if I even have the capability of rolling a heel check. Somebody else could too if you're not able to. What is no, not me. I might. Let me check. I just yeah, have I a natural three for a heal check. Or the heal check. In reason. I ha- yeah, I have one. There it is. <laughs> you want me to roll? Yeah, if you want to. I don't care. Your call. Uh, four. Nope. They're bones. They're bones. Guess what? Those Whoa. are bones. Wow. Dope bones. All right, you guys go downstairs. Um... This leads down into... So these stairs lead down to the basement. This is actually what would have been the vault. So the ceiling above, like, the the floor, the main floor, is thick. There is no way anything was going to break through this. An earthquake could have gone through this entire village. A volcano could have erupted. And this floor would have survived. 
So it's it's impressive. It is super duper dark. It feels very humid as you walk down there. And Dylan, you said that Benji cast light. Yes. Wonderful. So you cast light um, on anything in particular, or did you just throw it on a wall or something? Um, oh, I guess that sticks to something, huh? Yep. On my hand. All right, you cast light on your hand, and your hand is now a flashlight. <laughs> or we're not going to go there. Oh, so, really? Hey. No, now I want to know. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no such thing as a flashlight, and is. No, 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 no. Anyway, so you've cast light on your hand and you're now shining your hand through this basement. Um, And it's it's like kind of, I don't know, you have like this gross feeling when you're down there, like your flesh feels sticky because you're in this really humid area and you've been in a surprisingly dry area otherwise. (laughs) Not surprisingly. It's It's a higher altitude, it's dry. With this light, you're, you're moving it around to kind of look around and get a get a grip of what your surroundings are. And I would like for you to roll a perception check because of that. Seven. That was exactly what you needed. You're shining this light around and it catches a lot of the walls. Um, and as you're doing that, you're kind of recognizing a new sound. There's actually this strange sound of dripping coming from this weird humid area. Um... Nariel and Rayla follow you down as well. And if they would like, they can also roll a perception check. Eight. Fuck you and your sixes. I know it was a six. It's okay. 17. Fuck. <laughs> as you step down the stairs, you hear the same dripping sound. So do you, uh, Rayla. There's another sound echoing through this chamber, but it's so subtle that it's no wonder the other two didn't hear it. It's the sound of breathing. Oh. Heavy breathing echoing off the walls. Nope. Uh, I back up, uh, back backwards up the stairs, and I quietly motion my friends to also back up, back up the stairs. I roll my eyes. Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna detect magic again. Your detect magic is still going, isn't it? No, it was only for four minutes. You cast detect magic. You don't, you don't detect any magic, okay. other than the faint source of. You know, whatever you guys have on you and the meteoric ore that is in that forge. Interesting. Okay. I don't know how to react. I say, um, hello? The sound of your voice echoes throughout this empty chamber, and it just mingles with the sound of heavy breathing that now the other two can hear as well, since they've kind of held their breath, trying to listen to what you think you've heard, but nothing responds. Oh, thanks. I hate it. I leave the basement. You leave the basement. Wonderful. Um, I keep going. Oh. All right. You walk down the stairs, continuing to like hold your light up to point in front of you. And all of a sudden the breathing stops. And instead you hear the, and you also hear the dripping stop. (laughs) I just kind of stayed behind. I wasn't walking as soon as I heard it. Like I... So you come down these stairs, you've heard this noise stop. And in place of this noise, you hear a rumbling thud. And the basement around you appears to shake for a second and some dust falls off the ceiling. And then from behind you, Benji, you are slapped in the back. I'm going to roll an attack. Oh, shit. Do I roll endurance or something? No, it's going to be against your reflex. Nine versus your reflex. My reflex is nine. 
then it misses. I hate you so much. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you you hear this and this you hear like this slobbering slurp sound and you turn around and quickly with your hand that's a light you shine it in the eyes of this massive disgusting obese creature oh my god it has eyes not very nice no it is it is disgusting and it is obese um it has like this tiny tiny head and then it's like it has no neck as it just has this round body with these little teeny tiny limbs and its mouth extends from its nose all the way to its belly button and this massive tongue is is ready to sweep out and attack you but you've suddenly blinded it and it misses everybody can now roll initiative please um how do we roll initiative um, we cry. We cry. We weep and then pray that it's nice. I imagine this thing kind of like an eye of the beholder, except the things aren't eyes. They're like little arms or something. You remember Gluttony from um, Full Metal Alchemist? Yes. Oh. Yes. That's oh. him. Disgusting. Gross. I need yeah. to base the character off that. He's so gross. How, how big is this thing's mouth? Um, it encompasses basically its entire body. And how far away am I from it? You are now one meter away from it. One of you guys gets to go first. I want to throw a breaking bomb in its mouth. Sounds like uh-huh. a plan. Roll a throne attack. Do I? Do I? Oh, the, I do I add finesse to throne? Yes, you do. I didn't do that last time. That's okay. Um, well, you still hit the, the wall. Yeah. So. Uh, Sixteen. Oh yeah, you hit its reflex. Roll your damage. And actually, since... Oh shit, Dylan, this is a real thing. Hold on a second. Attacks made against the Falling Gorger's tongue and mouth have advantage and deal an extra two damage, so... Well, five. Plus... What what do I add? Plus two. So seven. So you dealt seven damage to it. Because I rolled a one. Bummer. Alright, are you going to move? Yeah, I'm going to move back a little bit. Okay, so moving back is going to move deeper into the basement away from the stairs. But it's basically a giant rectangle, so. Um, and I'm going to try to skirt around it. All right, sounds good. Um, I don't have any kind of attacks of opportunity planned yet. That'll probably be next uh, next chapter, so you can move past it without any difficulty. So do you go back up the stairs a little bit? I just at the foot of the stairs. All right, sounds good. Um, after Benji, who's going to go next? I, I am. I'm going to cast Fury on... Oh, it's a touch spell, isn't it? Yes, it is. Heck. And it's a touch form. Touch it. You're right, it's a touch form. Sorry, it's been a minute since we played. So you just want to go down the stairs? It's just a spiral staircase, you can just move around, Ariel. Yeah. All right. I guess I I thought that Benji was, like, deep in the basement, and the thing was in between Rayla and Benji, but... No, he's at the foot of the stairs. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to cast Electric Fury on Benji, so... You grow an additional limb, um, <laughs> which allows it's like it's just a wait. Like, oh, you're serious? Limb. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, you grow an additional Can phantom I limb. Pick what kind like, of limb? It's idea, the idea is that it's an arm because it allows you to take an extra action, um, and any attacks made with that limb would deal electric damage since Brittany applied electric to <laughs> Bad it. Ass. Whoa, my turn's already over though, so it would apply for the next turn or however many rounds it oh, lasts. Oh, it, it lasts a while. Um, so you get it for eight rounds. And that's the end of your turn. Nariel, that makes it your... Or, sorry, Rayla, that makes it your turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, I think I'm just gonna do try and hit it with a ray. Nothing special about this ray, just etheric. Alright, sounds good. 13. Against Will? Yep. You successfully hit. Yes! Alright, I'm gonna spend an extra AP to up the dice. The DMG. So question, if I roll a six on damage, do I get to roll another dice, or is that just rolling to hit? Yes, you do. I do? Ooh, okay. Yep. Uh, ten. Ten damage? Yep. Nice. Where were you targeting this ray? Um, well, he... he the, or not he. The creature is still turned around, right? Like, still facing the way that... Yeah, that's right. So you hit him in the back? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. It is now the creature's turn. It is going to turn around Rayla... How far up the stairs are you? Not very far. I, I imagine that we we probably walked down the stairs, like, Benji first, me second, and then Nariel behind me, and we heard the thing, and Nariel was like, nope, and then I was, like, a little bit up the stairs, so probably two meters up the stairs? Is that a lot? Nope. Two meters, do you think, away from uh, Nariel? Yes... Well, Nariel's Nariel's neck, like, in front of me now, isn't she? Because I'm the farthest one back. I think I'm not going to... I don't think I'm going to be able to hit you, Rayla, because you're you're up a spiral staircase. So this creature is going to use its tongue sweep attack. It whips out its tongue again, and since it's kind of to the side of you guys a little bit, it sweeps out targeting both Nariel and Benji. This time it is a 13 versus reflex. Uh, yep. Um, Nariel and Benji, you guys take 17 damage, oh, slashing damage. Shit. It is now facing you guys. Wait. That's the end of its turn. So I'm at like negative five then. How much HP do you what? have? 12? What? You only have 12 hit points? <laughs> you went down this basement. How? What? Yep. Okay. So Benji, you get whipped across the face with this tongue and it snaps your neck. You oh, die. Shit. You wake up in Aetherhold's church and this cowardly looking boy looks at you and says, Ooh, Benji, your knock doesn't look so great. Here, let me help you a little bit. And he like straightens your face a little bit and then you like feel joints pop back into place and you feel a little bit better. Um, You now have full HP and full AP, but you are five days away from Nariel and Rayla. And in Benji's place, there is a pile of ash. There is a solution to this, if you guys would like to try it. There is a solution to this. Yes, there is. Because guess who's next? One of you guys. It's (laughs) Benji. Do it. Do your thing. Oh my god, yes. Recall time! Yes. All right. Um, Before you recall time, this cowardly boy says, Ooh, Benji, let me go ahead and get you a new phylactery and he goes ahead and he touches you and he gives you a new phylactery and then you recall time and you're back where you were with full hp and full ap and you're all set amazing wait would you like to move um (laughs) that was your action but you could move oh i just here let me i just want to see if there's anything else to recall that i need to do um like roll to recall number of seconds or some shit yeah but it's basically just six seconds unless i can add ap to you could do that, actually, yeah. Wait, it's evocation. Do I have a rank in that? Oh my god. Oh god, you better. I think you got an, yep, a rank in evocation, dude. Yeah. Otherwise, you you still five days away. So I got a three. What does that mean? So it's that's be your range. Um, so you can cast it on yourself, or you could cast it on somebody from three meters away, but you're casting on yourself. So yeah, it takes you back to 
um, where you were six seconds prior. That's insane. Unless you wanted to spend an AP to do another six seconds, it's your call. Um, would that... Whose round would that be in the middle of? Yep, so you're going to end up exactly where you were when you died, but you're going to have everything that you had. On, like, you are now fully healed and full AP, other than this recall. So if you went two seconds prior, you would actually probably be behind the, the this creature, Gluttony, as we're calling him. That's what I wrote down, yeah. <laughs> Gluttony. <laughs> So I just, that's, is that just basic recall or recall with time? That'd be your recall with time. Oh, okay. So yeah, then I'll, I'll spend a second AP to get that another six, I guess, where I was another six seconds prior, and then I'm going to move okay. farther up those stairs. Sounds good. You fucking bail. All right. You're now, if you go your full movement speed, you'll be at like the top of the stairs, but you'll still be able to see everything. Sounds good. Who's next? I would like to go. Are you guys like at all shocked by... What you just saw. <laughs> yeah, very shocked. Uh, but I don't really have time to process it. I'm just going to cast electric wall in front of, like, in between us and this thing. Nice. A giant electric wall goes up. It's one meter thick and five meters across. Creatures attempting to move through the wall have half movement and take 1d6 plus reason mod damage of the type that matches the aspect applied to the form. I would assume that my fury expired on Benji because he died. Unfortunately. Okay. That's fine. Um, it still lasts, yeah, nine rounds, my wall. Sounds good. Rayla, you're up next. Um, I'm just going to keep my ray going. Sounds good. Go ahead and deal your damage. Okay. I'm going to do another AP for another dice, though, again. Nine damage. Nine damage. Wonderful. I'm going to back up a little bit up the stairs. Sounds good. So right now, the person at the foot of the stairs is Nariel, and um, you two are at the top of the stairs? Sure. Nariel. You look a little bit closer at this creature, um, and you notice that it actually its its eyes have been closed since um, Benji blinded it with its light. With his light, the creature stands at the base of your wall and doesn't really show any intention of moving up it. And then he opens his eyes and looks at you, and you feel this deep dread, and like a bottomless pit in your soul. And he's going to make a perception attack against you. What? Uh, as a free action, I'm going to yell, don't look at it. Uh, this is against your fortitude, just so you know. <laughs> That'd be a 14 versus your fortitude. Uh, yeah, that's double my fortitude, my dude. You lose one sanity oh. as it stares within you and you feel all the dread, all the horror of your childhood bubbling back up as if it was kind of reading your mind and inviting you to recall those horrors. As it laughed at you, it's not laughing, it's slobbering some more, but yeah, it's a creepy little shit. And that's the end of its turn. Well, fuck. Yeah, I yelled, I yelled, don't look at it, or don't look in its eyes, as I'm, as I feel my psyche breaking down. Um, the enemy ended his turn, so who would like to go next? Do I have my equipment, or do I? did I need to pick that up from my Aether Ash before I moved up the stairs? No, it it actually goes with you. It's really weird magicalness, but if you have your equipment on you when you die, then it comes back with you when you... Oh. Yeah, when you resurrect. I see. Okay, so then... I don't have an explanation for why that is. That's just okay. Just accept it. <laughs> um, so I want to throw... How many daggers can I throw in a round? One un- well, actually, no. You have light daggers or light. You can throw two. Okay, so I'm gonna throw. Continue, continue. Just go. Oh my god, is, does it eat them? Oh no, the electric wall. Oh, that would be dope. 
It's gonna electrify your daggers as you chuck it. Dude, Go. that would be dope. Do it. Do it, yeah. <laughs> is it gonna eat my... Whatever. You, you, you can We can me. always get you more daggers. Um, okay. This is a once in a lifetime. Not really. Oh, there's but. a forge here. We can make more daggers. We can yeah, but I have umbra ore. Really um, um, okay, I'm gonna save those uh, umbra ore daggers then. I'm gonna throw um, two iron daggers that have been infused with time. Yes. Damn. That's right. Um... Throw electrified time daggers at him. Yes. Yeah. How far away am I? Uh, you're at the top of the stairs, but it's a spiral staircase. Um, there is a wall blocking him from like attacking you with his tongue again with the reach of his tongue. Um, but you're you're within range of throwing your daggers. So then I'm gonna use that time on both on both of those daggers to double the damage for each. Okay. Fourteen to hit against reflex. I think so. Yep, you successfully hit. Yeah, it's thrown, so yeah, it is reflex. And then do I roll damage for each separately? Yeah, you would roll them for separate ones. Because you're, like, throwing one and then you're throwing another. It's not, like, both at the same time. Five damage. Plus, but you're doubling that damage thanks to time. Oh, yes, so ten. And you're throwing it in its mouth. Through the electric wall. Through the wall, yeah. Oh, so then twelve, unless that two also gets doubled. So then fourteen. Fourteen? <laughs> yes. 14 plus whatever it gains from getting through the, the electric wall. I'll give it another two. Just two total, not two double. Okay. Shit, guys, you guys are doing good. So that's 16 with one dagger. Okay. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Let me do the other. Fucked. I'll wait 14, because it's a minus two. 18. To hit. Oh, wait, I didn't... I gotta roll that first. Never mind, sorry. You can keep that damage, though, because that damage was dope. Yeah. Okay. Hit it. 10 to hit. You successfully hit. Cool. So then, so 18 plus the 2 minus the 2. Oh no. Dylan still died. That means it's still got your XP, Dylan. I'm gonna get it back. Fair well, enough. Well, you're gonna get a third of it back. I thought it didn't split. The XP of the monster doesn't split. The XP that is given to the monster splits. It's a really weird rule to prevent like an entire party from killing themselves mm. and then coming back and getting I double, about like, triple that. the XP. Yeah, that's why we made that rule. That makes that's, sense. That's fine. I only had 500 on me. Oh, good. Then you oh, did not good. give it its new ability. Oh, no. So, let's see. So, plus two from the wall, and then minus two total. <laughs> so, 20. 20 damage with that dagger. Holy cannoli. Uh, 36 damage. Oh. Dang. All right. Electrified you- time daggers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You throw these two electrified time daggers into the gorger's mouth, and as it pierces the inside of its mouth and its tongue, electric bolts just go all throughout the form of this horrific creature. And you see that it is, it's like charred around the edges where all the bolts made contact. And then um, it's also like bleeding from its mouth now. You guys have dealt a lot of damage to this creature. Yes. Yes. Who's next? Me. All right, go, Rayla. So, did he go back in time? Yeah. Uh. He didn't go. He didn't go back in time. Like, like back I went back, back to where I, where I was back in time. He recalled his place in time six seconds prior. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna. Continue. So, like, think. So, like, think about Tracer's recall. Yeah. Tracer doesn't shoot the match backwards six seconds. Tracer shoots herself backwards six seconds. I thought he had shot the the monster six seconds back. 
That's what I was getting at. No. Okay. That was if he had recalled the monster, not himself. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, I'm just going to continue my raid. Sounds good. Roll your damage. Up the AP again. Sounds good. 14. Did you get to re-roll any sixes? Yeah, I did. That's why. Oh, you did. Ooh, boy. (laughs) All right. New rule implementation is happening right here, right now. It is bloodied, which means... Or, sorry, it is critical, which means that because you rolled an extra six in damage, you get to apply a critical wound. Ooh. So I could do this randomly, or you could choose your... Well, I'm going to probably say that it wounds the head because you're aiming for its mouth. Cool. It's a one to six because I didn't want to use any other dice, so I'm just going to roll my one d six. Six. Um, I got six, which is a swollen eye. It deals another four damage when the wound is applied, and he has disadvantage on perception checks and on any kind of appeal checks. Yes, God. Yes. Yeah, disadvantage on perception checks. That's nice with that eye of insanity. Um, is that the end of your turn, Rayla? Yep. Perfect. Nariel, you're next. Um, I'd like to cast a sap okay. on the thing. Ethereal sap, so I'm gonna sap his aether. Nice. Okay. Sounds like a plan. And it's a reason-based attack targeting his will. Sounds good. Thirteen. You succeed. <laughs> um, and I'm going to spend an extra aether to up the die damage. Yay. Uh, you're just taking AP, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm just gonna sap extra AP. You could do that if you want, or you could just leave it at that because he only has six AP left. Uh, 12 AP. All right. He only had six AP left. Yeah. So you take all of his AP, making it so that he can no longer use his Eye of Insanity ability. You're welcome, everybody. He's mad. That, and then he also has a swollen eye, so he's probably not going to be happy. He's he's not doing well. Uh, Hi, I'm useless. (laughs) All right. It's this creature's turn now. Um, it is out of ranged abilities that it can use. <laughs> so instead, it charges through the um, it charges through the wall. Deal your damage. Holy shit! It dies probably. <laughs> uh, sixteen electric damage. It does not die. It's not in good shape though. It is not. In and good I rolled shape. a six. Do I get to do another critical wound? Fuck you, do. Yes. Um, roll for its random location on the body. Whatever six is. That would be its left leg. Roll another six. Two. It lost some toes in that electricity. It also takes four more damage. (laughs) One hit point left. Close enough. Um, It becomes unbalanced. um, So it gets disadvantage on all finesse checks. And all enemies have advantage against that, against this creature. Um, It's going to attempt to grapple you, Nariel. Yes. Uh, it grapples me. <laughs> it got a 13, 14, 15 athletics check <laughs> to grapple Nariel. Against endurance? Do I roll endurance against it? Uh, or how yes, does that you work? would roll your endurance. <laughs> Six. <laughs> she rolled a one and a two. Um, so you are now grappled. It has you and it's little. Actually, basically what it does is it whips out its tongue and it wraps you in its tongue. And... Rayla and um, Benji, you watch in horror as this thing wraps its tongue around 
Nariel, like a um, boa constrictor, would wrap around its prey, and it begins to drag Nariel closer and closer to its mouth. Oh my god, I cast you know Recall you know on Nariel. No, 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 I have a sweet plan. No. <laughs> can I just recall you? No, <laughs> you can recall me in a second. Let me do my thing, and then you can recall me. <laughs> okay. You can go right after me, buddy. <laughs> Alright, so I assume Nariel's going first. Yeah, Nariel's going first. So what I want to do is I want to take my staff that I'm still holding, and it's got. Does it have me around my waist or are my arms pinned? Um, I assume it has you. Like it's it's like a full boa constrictor, like an anaconda would wrap around its prey to constrict it to death. So so yeah, arms. You're completely. You're oh, just kidding. Recall me. <laughs> just kidding. Recall. It was gonna be so cool. I just have to share my plan. So if my arm was free, at least one arm, I was going to put my. Uh, staff on its tongue and then kind of like flip it up and then twist my staff a bunch and just like break its tongue off. So what if your staff That was my plan. Because durability. I'm at full durability. I'm fine. But it's fine because I can't do that because my arms are pinned. Alright. Benji, go ahead and do your thing. How far away is she from me? Like two meters. Or not really. Like probably a total of four meters. Well then I don't even need to You guys are just like yeah, I didn't think so. Um, so yeah, I recall her where she, wherever she was, six seconds, which is probably just before she got grappled, or a little before. Yep, then. pretty much, just before she got grappled. Yep. So yeah, you go ahead and recall Nariel, and Nariel, you are where you were right before you got grappled, which is kind of right in front of him. Um, and now there's nothing in this thing's tongue, and it's really confused. But you can't tell that because his eyes are closed and swollen. Is that my yes. entire turn? Uh, you can move. Mm. I move a little bit more down the stairs, I guess. Sounds good. Could I kick this thing and in, back into my wall? Mm. Do you think? You could because it's off balance because of its toes. Okay, you can roll athletics versus its endurance, and I will give it disadvantage on its endurance because of its toes. I can't roll athletics. Okay, then uh. it succeeds. So, but I rolled two then. Okay, for sure. I'll, I'll roll. Yeah, I could fail. I only have one dice. And disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, I got a one. <laughs> oh, snap. So, Nariel, you like, you uh, lift up on the railings of this, um, like you, you put your hands on the railings of this spiral staircase and you lift your legs and with both legs you kick this giant thing in its mouth um, dealing one damage, not that it matters. And then it stumbles backwards down the stairs and falls into your wall. <laughs> and oh. electricity sparks all around it. Tell me your damage. 16. And you deal three damage and it dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do 16 damage and I cook it. That's right. Roast Okay. Give me one second, guys. That was incredible. Thank you. That was Roasted. You, Finish him. Yep. <laughs> He's finished. <laughs> You each get 2,167 experience. You can thank that 167 experience on Benji. You're welcome. I'm sorry, how much experience again? One, uh, 2,167. Good luck finding a way to use that odd number of experience. <laughs> I want to find my daggers and start cleaning and taking care of them. Okay, um, you need to roll a survival check. I'm on it. All right, you start. You uh, you dive right into this big thing's mouth, uh, 
And oh, yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> um, I assume that Nariel has let down her wall at this point. <laughs> no, he's no, not. He's right through it. <laughs> All right, so Nariel let down her wall, <laughs> and then you dived right into the mouth of this of this gorger. Um, and after a little bit of digging and moving around some like teeth, really sharp teeth, by the way, and like lifting the tongue over your shoulder, um, you managed to find your two daggers. And besides being a little bit slobbery, they're intact. So I throw up a little bit in my mouth. Awesome. <laughs> Rayla, roll an endurance check. <laughs> Eight. All right, yeah, you just throw up a little bit in your mouth, but you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes bad. It tastes bad. Oh, anyway. By the way, yes. How is my sanity? Um. Oh shit! You're right. Give me one second. Thank you for reminding me, Dylan. Because you died. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm probably struggling a little bit with whether or not. You know, that should that should have been the end, or, like, whether I should be able to keep going if I have some kind of purpose, or... I feel like I'm probably struggling with that a little bit. All right, there are rules for dying. Give me a second. Dying holds exceptional wit risk when it comes to a person's sanity. Each death a character experiences brings them closer and closer to insanity. Uh, most other encounters that threaten one's sanity typically only result in the loss of one sanity per encounter, but death holds greater sway over the mind and is harder to get over. Each time a character dies, they must make an endurance check challenging a check made by the DM equal to 1d6 plus total of deaths. So you've only died once, technically. Perfect. Then you need to roll an endurance check. What do I have to beat? Um, Seven tech. Five. Oh, five. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I just roll 1d6. Four. Four? All right, you only lose one sanity. Oh, so it's a, it's a difference, not a total fail. Yep, exactly. I- so yeah, you're you're like questioning your right to go on, but at the same time, you know you have a purpose. You were given a purpose by um, the Grove Guardian. You you still know that you need to find Leica. Like you have a purpose. So your death is not the end. It's traumatizing for sure, but you're okay to g- keep going. You guys are in an empty basement with a gross dead body. Let's not sleep in this church. Yeah, I'm good to get out. It is still nighttime because that only lasted like fifteen seconds or something. Um, yeah, let's I, let's find somewhere to camp. I wanted to see if there were any like holy symbols or like artifacts in the church that might be useful. No, the church was under construction, so like oh. the, the order hadn't actually moved in yet. Oh, ah. oh, cool. Then never mind. Like they built the altar because it's a giant piece of stone. But that's it. All right, where do you guys want to go to sleep instead? Next to the flower. That sounds great to me. Okay. Cool. Um, you go. You guys go back up through the church. Thank you for triggering at least one encounter for this because I really wanted you to fight that thing. And I don't think you're fighting it again later. The so. well thing? No, no, no. The, the, the fallen gorger, the giant disgusting gluttony thing. I wanted oh. you guys to fight it because it's so gross. Oh, gross. It was gross. So you guys go up the stairs from the, from the church and cross pack through the center of town ending up back at the forge um the flower has actually grown more and a lot of the grass is actually already larger than it was when it or like taller than it was when you had initially planted the flower and there's actually a little bit of like a comforting warmth in the area too so it's it's still like sleeting and you never know what the weather is going to bring about tomorrow so it might be a good idea 
to actually sleep and find some sort of way to make a shelter, but ultimately it's up to you guys. Yeah. Um, can we make like a little lean-to in here? I'd rather sleep in here than anywhere else, but otherwise we can go sleep in that creepy mansion. You guys can make a lean-to for sure. There's a, there's actually a forest. I mean, you guys have the picture, but there's trees all over the place. Um, there is plenty of like growth in this area in general. Um, so you guys could easily find some stuff to make a shelter. Sweet. Cool. Benji, do you help everybody do that again? Yes, and less grudgingly this time. <laughs> all right, cool. And I offered to let you share our shelter. I if you want to. Mildly grudgingly accept. I mildly right. grudgingly accept. After what just happened, maybe a good idea. I need a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us is the teddy bear? I don't know, we're both elves. Benji is the smallest of all of them. <laughs> I know. I, I, I like, the teddy bear. I was, like, I was like, we're both elves. Jetpack. <laughs> what the we're, fuck? We're, we're jetpacking. <laughs> oh, Okay. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't understand anything. All right. Anyway, um, you guys fall asleep and um, you sleep You sleep fairly well despite everything. So, um, Benji, you do have some nightmares of your of your death and um, Nariel, you do feel some like dread after reliving some of your not so great experiences from the orphanage. But does sleeping next to this comforting flower restore my sanity that I lost? <laughs> How comforting is the flower? Roll a nature check. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah, well, it might not be as you said it might, it's comforting. It might not be as comforting since you both had nightmares. I was gonna say, do I lose sanity oh from God. the nightmare? No, you're good. That was just like uh, it, I don't want to just be like, oh man, I'm just gonna let you lose sanity whenever I feel like it. It's it's gotta make logical sense. Um, it's just nightmare. Yeah. Twenty four nature. Whoa. Yeah. So because you're a druid, the the flower does like kind of bring about some better feelings. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of the third arc of The Forge. We don't have any new names this episode, but if you'd like your name to be featured on the show, tweet about us using hashtag TheForgeCast, or you can follow us on Facebook or Podbean quick shout out to darren curtis who produces all the music we use in the show he produces a lot of music that commercial and non-commercial projects can use for free so if you like his music go and visit him at darrencurtismusic.com our alpha guide is still available so if you want to check it out go to bit.ly front slash forge alpha um, you just input your email address and your name and we send it to you right away so uh, go check it out because it's really awesome and we really love getting any feedback that we can on our guide also another quick note my microphone broke, so this episode, the next episode, and the last episode have a little bit funny audio quality, and it's just because we had to record in the same room. So we really appreciate you guys putting up with that, and I did get a new microphone, so the next couple episodes uh, will be way, way better. Our next episode is going to go up on September 27th, so look out for that, and thank you so much. Nyx catches herself on the railing as the mechanism lurches upward. The chieftain doesn't seem phased, removing the strange rod from the center pedestal. Since Nyx's arrival at the abandoned, ruined stronghold of Sprungspas, the chieftain has said little to her beyond, We've been expecting you. This colony of Forsaken, Nyx was not expecting. The chieftain provided Nyx with shelter and food. Then after dawn, she and her personal guards took Nyx to what they called the Skylift the only way to Salak Peak. 
Now, Nix and the chieftain stood as this strange piece of dwarven tinkerings lifted them hundreds, maybe thousands of meters into the sky through the bowels of the Fjallheim Mountains. Halfway up, the chieftain turns away from the banister and looks at Nix. I think he's a liar. She says, half confession, half warning. I haven't seen those I sent with him since his return. He claims they're okay, but something in my gut? She trails off. Nick says nothing, recalling how she and her friends killed the forsaken they encountered in the catacombs in the church. She knows they're not alright, but telling the chieftain won't do her any good. The rest of the write-up is silent. After many long, silent minutes, they reach the top. They're buffeted by wind and snow, and Nix is blinded momentarily. Here! The chieftain shouts over the wind. Nix peeks at her, covering her face with her hands, then takes the padded spectacles the chieftain offers. You're on your own from here! The chieftain shouts again. Nix doesn't hesitate. Her brother waits ahead. She steps off the lift, following the melted path up the mountain. She doesn't hear the lift leave. She doesn't look back. She knows that once she finds her brother, they'll find a way down together. They'll survive this. Together. Like they always have.